0: to go into it tonight. Luke chapter 10 uh, verses 38 through 42. The Bible says, uh, now it happened as they went that they entered a certain village. Now we know uh, that this village is the the village called Bethany. Amen. And and Bethany uh, is what the Lord gave us to name our particular ministry. And, and, and this and this has importance that maybe we'll get into tonight. We'll see. But the scripture says, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. I would underline uh, th- that phrase, welcomed him into her house. Our father, the Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit wants to be welcomed into your home, wants to be welcomed into uh, the confines of where you are. They want to know that you're receiving them, that you're glad uh, that they're willing to, to be uh, there with you. And then verse 39, it says, and she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word, who also sat at the Lord's feet. Uh, another manuscript says, and heard his Word. Verse 40, but Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Now, I mean, Martha had to be a bad girl because she went to Jesus and she said, look, Jesus, my sister got me in here frying this chicken or whatever it is that she was pulling together because Jesus was in the house and was leaving her to not only cook the meal, but probably to set the table. Amen. I'm using my Holy Ghost imagination. And then had to clean up all the dishes and the other stuff as well, while she had the nerve to lay, to sit, the Bible says, at Jesus' feet. And then He says in verse 41, And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. Now notice this in verse 2. Verse 42, rather. But one thing is needed. Mm-hmm. Amen. Why not you say one thing if you're at home. Mm-hmm. One thing is needed. And look at this. And Mary has chosen that good part. I'm reading from the New King James Version. I believe in the King James it says the better part. But Mary has chosen that good part. And look at this. Which will not be taken away from heard. Somebody say amen. Now, as we're moving forward, praise the Lord, and, and we've got the message here on the screen, and you got the notes there at home, our aim this evening is to inspire you to choose the good part. Amen. Now, we know that we have a multiplicity of of options available to us. Uh, And even within the confines of the kingdom of God, there are a whole lot of things that we can choose from. There are a number of things that we can choose to do and to be engaged in. But but tonight, I want to inspire you to choose the good part. Come on, say good part. Amen. And and this is the good part, and, and it's distinguished by this. It's the good part that will not be taken away. Amen. It's the good part that will not be taken away because you can choose some good things and those good things you can ultimately end up losing. I know I'm not talking to myself. Amen. All of us have had some good things in our lives and some good things, praise the Lord, that were here for a little while and gone a little while later on. Praise God. But the Lord promises, this message is good already. The Lord promises a good thing or this good part that will not be taken away. And then then we also want to encourage you to thrive during even this uh, this, this present pa- pandemic during and after this present pandemic as a result of having chosen the good part. Because even in the midst of this pandemic, praise the Lord, there are a lot of things that you can choose to do, choose to uh, allow to occupy your time. But I am convinced that the Lord is offering to us, to those who have the uh, ear of the Spirit and will hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, that the Lord is offering to us this good part, this choice that if we make it during this pandemic, it will be something that will not be taken away. So let's keep going forward. Now, so what we will see tonight or, or what we can see in this particular text, amen. Uh, there's, there's a number of things. First of all, in verse 38, and I had you to underline it. The Bible says, "Now it happened as they went, and this was Jesus and the disciples, that he that he being Jesus entered a certain village, Luke 10:38, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house." Well, the first thing that we see, we see we see Mary and we see Martha welcoming Jesus into their home. Amen. And and, and we'll talk about that uh, a little bit more tonight, but but it's significant. Uh, Jesus had come to his own and his own had rejected him. And to find a people and a place that welcomed him was something that was significant to him. So I have a question to you tonight. Is Jesus welcome in your home? Is Jesus welcome in your life or does he has to make does he have to make reservations or does he have to make an appointment? Does he have to get on your calendar glory be to God or while he's there with you? does he feel like you're giving a uh, time and attention to other things instead of choosing him? The next thing we see is in verse 39. Scripture says, and she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Now, Mary, uh, Mary is identified as being the person who was receiving the word from him. Just because his word is being presented or being offered does not mean that people receive it or that they gladly receive it. You know, uh, some people like to hear the kind of word that Paul told Timothy about that tickles their ear, that itches their ear. That's the word that they welcome. They welcome the word that's all hope. You know what I'm saying? It's all dessert. It's all ice cream. It's all a uh, 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 popcorn, whatever it is, they like that kind of word. But it, but if it's a word of rebuke, a word of correction, or word that stretches them. See, we don't know what kind of word it was that the Lord gave, but whatever it was, she received it. And I am convinced that those that welcome him into their homes, praise the Lord, are the same ones that will receive his word. Because if you don't give him latitude or access in your life, you're more than likely not going to be like they were in Acts chapter 2. The Bible says, I think it's verse 32, somewhere in there, that, that those that gladly receive the word were baptized. See, that, we'll get into it in a minute, but, but one of the proofs that you receive the word is your response. Amen. Because see, when his word with your spirit collides with your spirit, there ought to be some type of response. I don't care how cool you are, how sophisticated you may be. Amen. Uh, and when God's word hits your spirit, there ought to be a reaction. Somebody ought to say amen. And then in verse 40, we see Martha working for him. And I'm not going to give all the Marthas in in the church a bad rap tonight. I'm not going to get too hard on them. Praise the Lord. But Martha was working for the Lord. And there are some things that need to be done in the house of God, in the kingdom of God. We could not uh, bring this worship service to you tonight if we did not have the, the, the skeleton crew that we have here making things happen. So we thank God for the musicians. Thank God for the worship team. Thank God for these mighty men holding it down on the sound and the door and the camera and all these kinds of things. I mean, somebody has to work. Amen. Praise the Lord. But, but Martha, Martha was working for him. She was working. Praise the Lord. This could have been her love language. This could have been her gifting, her ability. But all work is not good work. Amen. And especially when we're working and it's not amen, a man of fruit of our having engaged the spirit. See, the devil likes to keep us busy. Amen. But but the Lord wants us to learn how uh, to work when he says work, but to rest when he says uh, to rest. Verse 40 says, not only was Martha working, she was distracted. And see, she was distracted, which means she was being led away from what's most important. See, the times that we're living in right now, this present moment, this pandemic, if you are not careful, it will distract you from choosing the good part. It will distract you from choosing the main thing and you will be busy. Lord knows we got all kind of projects at home. We got closets being cleaned out, garages being organized. I mean, we got all kinds of things that we say, look, we're home now. We might as well take care of this, that, and the other. And if you're not careful, uh, not going to work or not going to school will so pull you out of your routine. Before you know it, you won't have your morning devotion. You won't have your midday time of prayer. At night, you'll be up watching Netflix and chilling, praise the Lord, or Amazon or Hulu, whatever it is you got and you will miss taking time with God so don't get distracted choose the good part she was distracted she was working for him and then she got upset and I can kind of see her putting her hand on the hip and telling the Lord Lord look tell that girl to help me she ain't doing nothing right what I'm doing is more important than what she's doing she's just laying there She she probably didn't say you just laying there. She's laying there listening to you. She said she just laying there doing nothing, right? But she wasn't just laying there doing nothing. She was laying there getting the word from the Lord. In verse 41, the Bible says here, look at verse 41, 41 and Jesus answered and said to her, I like Jesus because he just was a plain talker. And when he called your name twice, y'all know that meant he, she was in trouble. He, he says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. It's not just uh, serving me. It's not just hospitality. He, see, he was reading her mail. He was peering into her soul and he saw that, that, that you, can't, you can't even pause and take a moment and sit at my feet because you got all of these things that are pulling at you, that are vying for your attention, that are drawing you away from the good part. Amen. And so and so look at what Jesus says. He says here, he says, you do trouble about by many things. She was worried about all but him. She was worried about all but him. I hope you getting conv- uh, convicted there on Facebook or on the phone and even here in the sanctuary, because we can be worried about a whole lot of things and not be concerned about the Lord. And see, that's the problem with worry. Worry will pull you away from your devotion to him. It will distract you from devotion. That's good. I put that in my notes. It will distract you from devotion. Worry will. And then then lastly, Martha, Martha was warned by him. In verse 42 in the A clause, he says, but one thing is needed. See, you're worried about a, a, a whole bunch of stuff, a gamut of things. But there's one thing that is needed. And see what we've got to be able to do. We've got to be able to discern between those things, amen, that are necessary and those things, praise the Lord, uh, uh, that, that, that are worthwhile doing at some point in our lives. There's a whole lot of good things that we can do. But how many know that the good can become the enemy to the best? And so the Lord was saying, look, look, that's that's all that is good. I like fried fish. I'm glad you preparing real live hush puppies and coleslaw. But girl, I want you to understand something right now. That's not the thing that is needed. See, when the Lord shows up, we've got to know what to do. We've got to know what is needed. praise Because, see, you can't impress him with your five-course meal. You can't impress him, praise the Lord, uh, with with your ritualistic raising of your hands or whatever it is that you do when when, when somebody tells you that the Spirit of the Lord is in the house. Now, there's one thing that is needed, he says. And then then look at what he says here. Uh, Then it says, Mary has chosen that good part. Amen. Mary... She's spoken well of by him. He says this is a good part that which will not be taken away from her. Amen, somebody. So so listen, listen, as we move forward in terms of welcoming him, the father is looking for saints and he's looking for churches that welcome him. He's looking for, for believers who are expecting him to show up. I mean, why say that, that, that you, are, you, are, you are the God of Israel who inhabits the praises of his people, and you're praising him in such a way, but you're not preparing for him to show up. See, we know that he is omnipresent, and he's everywhere at the same time, but, but there are times when the Lord will favor us and grace us with his manifested presence. You can't say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in faith and the Holy Spirit not come where you are. I am hoping tonight while this message is going forward, praise the Lord, that you will see this as a moment to invite the Holy Spirit into your dwelling, into your home, that there will be such a holy takeover in your house that your neighbors say, what in the world is going on over there? We've got to welcome him in. He's looking. He's searching the earth for folk that will welcome him in. And it's not enough to welcome him into a building. He wants to be welcomed into your life. He wants you to make room for him in your life. He wants there there to be a decluttering. You're talking about cleaning out closets. You need to declutter your soul and make room in your soul for the almighty God. Jesus had been rejected by his own people. And here he has, he comes to this home, and these folk welcome him into his home. I don't know if you've ever been rejected before, but he had been rejected. The Bible says that he came to his own, and his own received or welcomed him not. But here is a family that said, Lord, look, they don't have room for you over there. They're not welcoming you. See, Bethany is the kind of place, amen, where the Lord is always welcome. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, when he shows up, we don't ever want him to leave. We want him to stay right here and make this his holy abode. Jesus was on the lookout for people and places that welcomed him. I believe that's true about this hour that he's still looking for people and places that welcome him we ought to be a people Saints and a place that welcome the Lord that's what your praise is about that's what your worship life is about that's why we don't just bombard the Lord in our prayer time with our litany of things that we need to do like like he's some kind of cosmic bellhop and we're gonna put him to work we need to get lost in in praise and in worship and if we never get an opportunity to ask him to do anything at least in his presence we can experience the fullness of his joy because we welcome him into the building into the room into our lives things begin to shift in our favor hallelujah we want to be that kind of people and we want to be that kind of place let's move forward praise the Lord we want to receive him and we want to receive his word as well. Now, now I was thinking about this, uh, Brother Devin, that that if he is the word and you receive him, you get him in the word. Yeah. But but they didn't talk about that in the scripture. That's just me and allowing the Holy Ghost to give me some insight. And, you know, because, see, I think that somehow or another that Mary and Martha are a picture. Praise the Lord. Mary represents a life that is led by the spirit. And Martha could be that aspect of us. A man that is driven by our flesh because you know in every one of us praise the Lord because Jesus was crucified our bodies amen or, or the, our flesh was crucified with him but we've got to receive that by faith that's where we walk into the place where sin no longer has dominion over us but then our soul praise the Lord our soul can go either way our soul is who we really are but then we have the spirit man which the Lord has, has, has quickened and made a to give us strength to combat what our flesh desires Say amen. So so there, there's, there's, there's two parts of us that can literally be at war. There's a part of us that wants to live for God, and then there's a part of us that wants to live for us. There's a part of us that wants to see it. There's a part of us that will get distracted. There's a part of us, praise the Lord, that won't choose the better part, but there's another part of us that wants to be with the Lord all day long, wants to just linger in his presence, wants to rise up in the morning and give him glory. You know, Jesus said it like this. Jesus said... That that, that the flesh is weak, but the spirit is always willing. So we can see that picture as we look at Mary and as we look at Martha. And I believe we have some Mary churches and some Martha churches. Y'all ain't liking this kind of teaching. Come on, we got some, te- some churches that are just full of fleshly activity, performances and productions and, and, and manufacturing things. But then we have those churches that just want to linger in the presence of the Lord, that just want to lay at his feet, that want to take a different kind of posture and say, Lord, I'm just here to be with you. You ain't really got to say nothing. You ain't got to give me nothing, Lord. I just want to be where you are. Just want to be where you are. And so he's also he's looking for those that will receive his person. Mm -hmm. Amen. And see, I believe receiving his person is about not what he has in his hand, Uh but who he is in truth. You just want his person. You're not looking all behind him and trying to figure out, Jesus, what you bring? You know sometimes, parents, when you come home, you got the little kids, they're looking all around you, trying to figure out, Daddy, what you bring me? what you got, Daddy? You know, that kind of thing. No, no, you're receiving his person when he shows up. You're just glad that it's Jesus. If you don't bless me again, if you don't heal me again, if you don't give me anything else, if you don't increase me, if you don't prosper me, if I can just have your person, I'm good. And he's also looking for those who who receive his word, who welcome. His word, those who receive his person are those who allow him to abide with him. You know, it's over there in John chapter 15. He talks about how your fruitfulness is connected to him being able to abide in you. He wants to abide in you. He wants you to abide in him. We don't have time to turn there, but he also wants his word to abide in us. Say amen, somebody. And so those who receive his word, we got a bunch of scriptures. We're not going to turn to them for the sake of time. Amen. But but those who receive his word are those who continue in his word. See, you didn't you didn't you didn't receive the word if you don't continue in it. You don't receive the word. Praise the Lord. If you just listen to it and it didn't change your behavior, it didn't adjust your perspective. It didn't fine tune. Praise the Lord. Your walk with God. The proof that you've received the word is what happens in you after you leave. Amen. Because his word has power. Hallelujah. And his word has power to change. His word will not return to him void. If his word has entered into your spirit, man, there's going to be a transformation and it will change you in the area that corresponds with his word. Hallelujah. That's why he can send his word and healing can come. That's why he can send his word and his word find faith and miracles start to manifest. That's why he can send his word and increase and prosperity can come to people who've been poor all of their lives because his word has power. Let's keep moving. Amen. So then, what can we uh, learn and apply, praise the Lord, from this text? Amen. Well, first of all, this good part, it is a privilege to be chosen. Amen. It is a privilege to be chosen. Jesus didn't show up at everybody's house and extend this privilege. Somebody off say amen. Come on, come on. You got family members that, that 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 just can't even see a relationship with Jesus, but somehow he chose you. He elected you. He singled you out. He's extended to you this privilege. This is a privilege to be chosen. He's not going to force this on you. You've got to choose it. You've got to say, oh, my God, I thank you for this privilege that you show up in my life every day. Lord, you're not dealing with everybody like this. And you've chosen to meet me in my prayer closet, to show up in the church that I belong to. It's a privilege. And I don't want to neglect that privilege. It's also a perspective to be received. Mary had to get low, which means she had to humble herself and she had to lower herself. And look up to him. Come on, somebody. I mean, this, this was a perspective that she had to receive, not just physically, but also spiritually. If we had time, we would look at Ecclesiastes chapter 5, where it talks about that God, amen, is sitting on the throne and you're not. Come on. So God has a perspective that we don't that we don't have. He sits high, but he looks low and we don't have to go there to get his perspective. If we will humble ourselves, he'll let us see what it is that we need to see, understand what we need to understand. Amen. But this is a perspective to be received. There are so many people. Paul was one. Amen. That, 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 that sat at the feet of someone else. Jesus, when he when he cast the demons out of one man, that man, when the disciples showed up, this man who was uh, uh, cutting himself and doing all this other stuff. When the disciple showed up, that same fellow was sitting at Jesus's feet. See, I believe if he delivers you, you don't want to sit at his feet. I believe if he brings you out of something for real, that's going to change your perspective. You're going to realize that if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, who was helping me, I didn't deliver myself. It was the Lord. See, this was the same Mary who the Lord delivered from demons. Change her whole perspective. So it's a perspective to be received. It's a passion to be pursued. Because she could have been like Martha, pursuing all those other passions. And y'all know we got other passions. Come on, y'all. There's a whole lot of stuff that we like to do. But but, but, but there's a better part. There's a, there's a good part. And this is a passion that you've got to pursue it. You've got to let the other passions know, look, right now, y'all sit down somewhere. It's just me and Jesus right now. And you want to know who the love of my soul is? There he is. I'm right here at the feet. Come on. It ain't the television. It's not the social media. Look, there's no competition. But it's a passion to be pursued. Somebody said that proof of desire is always found in the pursuit. What you pursue, you desire. Then, 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 then listen, and we, we may may unpack these further, but just not tonight. There is power from this proximity. There is power from this proximity. You cannot get in this proximity, this closeness to the Lord and not be touched by his power. Hallelujah. It makes me think about the woman with the issue of blood. She couldn't get him on the high but when she went low, come on church, when she went low glory be to God that the anointing had run from the head down the beard down the garments and now it was in the hem of his garment. There's power in the proximity. He says if you humble yourself under my mighty hand I will exalt you in due time. It's a different vantage point when we humble ourselves When we bring ourselves low, there's power in that. Amen. Then then this teaches us about the posture of our spirit. Amen. Our spirit shouldn't be running all over the place, dashing all over the place. No, our posture should be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. Come on, willing to just say, look, I, Lord, I don't know how long you're going to keep me here, but guess what? I put my watch over there. I turn the, turn the notifications off on my phone. I'm just going to hang out with, with y'all Follow what I'm saying. And see, 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 some of us, this posture for our spirit means because we do have to get up and go to a job or see about our children that we may need to get up way over in the morning. Come on, somebody. Two, three, four o'clock. Glory be to God. So that we've got time. Just to be with him, yeah. Yeah. and then, 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 number six, amen. It's the position for our heart. Position for our heart. See, see, don't, don't, don't think that that this thing is about every time you sitting at his feet. But it's a heart position. Does your do, do when you when when you read your word in your heart? Do you position yourself as somebody who's just I, I just can't wait. I, you know, and maybe think about. Uh, If you ever had goldfish and you start dropping fish food into the tank, the goldfish kind of sitting right here with their mouth wide open. And the more you drop, come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. See, this is a position for our heart that you are sitting there and you say, Father, I know you're going to drop something good, and I'm right here where I can catch it. I ain't going nowhere. This is a position for my heart. My heart is longing for you, for a word from you. What do you got to say, God? It's a position for my heart. My heart is so desirous of him. And then lastly, 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 It is a possession to be maintained. I want you to believe this, saints. When you choose the good part, there ain't a devil in hell that can take it away from you. When you choose the good part, It is not something that you give up. It is not something that you abandon. It is that thing that will stick with you. And even when your physical memory may start to fade, that's why the Lord gave us the Holy Ghost. He will bring back to your remembrance. Good God. He'll bring back to your remembrance the things that he has taught you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The enemy can seek to come in, but like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Where does it come from? From this possession, which is to be maintained. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you, look, this is one reason why you need to take the word out. You need, to, you need to record that rhema word, that word that he brings up in your spirit. You need to write it down, amen, so you can rehearse that thing. This is what the Lord said to me on April 12, 1984, or whatever the date was. You, this is a possession to be maintained. See, this is the thing. Notice, Martha was uh, carried about by all these temporal things. But Mary was majoring on the eternal. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God will abide forever. They can take the car. They can take the house. People can walk out of your life, but God's word will always be there. His word will be there. No matter how low you get, no matter how how difficult things may become. Say amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much tonight uh, that you've given us this word. You've encouraged us, Lord God, to to choose the good part. And so, Lord, we'll pray for your people that especially during this time that we will choose the good part. I pray for those that are around the screens and those that are on the phones, Father, that, that that they will come to this conclusion that there is something in you, there's something about you that you are dispensing during this season. People are scratching their heads and they don't know what to do and don't don't know which way to turn but God, I believe you're going to gift us some things during this season. As we steal away with you, as we pull aside, you're going to show us something. You pull Moses aside, Lord, and and, and you, you declared some things unto him. You gave him a word. You spoke to his heart. You gave him a, a, a unique understanding and a unique call. So many others, Lord, you, you pulled them aside and put them in a place of humility and spoke something into their hearts that has changed them forever. I'm praying right now, God, that every person in covenant with this ministry That we would encounter you in the next few days. That we will sit at your feet. That we will reposition our lives, Lord, under your authority. That we will come into a place of humility and submission. Saying, Lord, we need to hear from you. We need a word from on high. Speak a word, God, in this season. One word from the Lord will change us forever. God, I pray for the saints that are ailing. I pray that you would give them a word of healing. I pray for saints, Lord, that that may have lost their jobs and, and may have to file for employment. I pray, God, that you would give them a word of provision. I pray for the person, Father, that that may be uneasy right now, that that may not be able to sleep well at night. Lord, you, because you watch Israel, you neither slumber nor sleep. I pray, God, that you give them sweet rest. Give rest to our souls and peace to our minds. Keep our families protected. In the name of Jesus. God, we know that if you don't sustain us, we're not going to make it. So we put our trust in you. We put our hope in you. We just say like like David said, Lord God, hallelujah, you are the light of our life. You are our salvation, Lord. Come on, you're the strength of our life. Hallelujah. And we will not fear. We will not be afraid. Father, we say thank you. Bless you, people that have received you and receive your word tonight. In Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.